Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, friends. Welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to be back with you this week. How are you doing? I have kicked the family out for an hour so I can be with you. <laughs> um, I would love to know if your kiddos are headed back to school yet because my eight-year-old started back on August 9th, which feels way too early. Um, when I was a kid, we didn't go back until after Labor Day. But we didn't finish until a week or two into June, and that was the worst for me as a kid. I hated that, so I guess this is better, but I don't know. I just feel like we were thrust into the school year. But um, so since my daughter, Lorelai, is in an online homeschooling program, we're still hanging out at our home up in far northern Wisconsin. We're in Etta Lake House, and I'm so profoundly grateful to be out of the Texas heat, let me tell you. They are boiling down there. I think it's like 60 something here and it's 105 there. So I'm sorry, don't hate me. Don't hit me. Don't hurt me. I'm sorry. Um, but I, I almost kind of wonder if they have them go back earlier because it's so hot. You know what I mean? Like they kind of let them out earlier when, before it gets really crazy. And then like, let's get those kids back into air conditioning, whatever. Cause I don't know what you're going to do in August and September, but the season is definitely changing. And I have been thinking about you guys a lot and, um, how are you feeling heading into the biggest e-commerce season of the year? I'm so excited to help you guys hit your goals. It, it really, I don't know, something feels different. It feels like um, like this is about to be a really big pivot point for a lot of you. Not in the sense of like the, every, you've got to change and everything, but in the sense of things are going to click. And the busy season is going to help teach you so much about what works in your shop, in your niche, what doesn't, and give you lots of insights into where to go from here. And so I don't know, I always get a little giddy excited, but it feels especially cool this year. So, and I'll say, for me, as someone who just this year started in print on demand for the first time, I'm I, I'm well, a couple things like I'm braced for impact, right? I'm curious to see how the holidays are going to go, and I know I'll need to be on my toes adjusting to changing production times. Like I hate not being in control, you guys, and um, certain colors and sizes all of a sudden being out of stock and shipping shenanigans and things I again can't control and hate it. So you better believe that Jenny and Heather will be on speed dial. God love them. <laughs> Um, but I'll keep you posted as far as how all, as all that goes. I should have a really interesting like holiday feedback on the on the print on demand. Not that I've spent a ton of time on it this summer with the with the course going overhaul going on, which actually leads me to um, one point of housekeeping before we dive into our holiday trend report, which is going to be epic. Um, I know I must sound like a broken record to some of you, so I'm so sorry if this has been like you felt like I've been pounding over the head with it. But I'm actually still getting <laughs> I'm still getting a bunch of DMs and emails asking about my Etsy course overhaul coming out in a few weeks. And there's some things that haven't been really clear, um, which is my fault, poor communication. So I'm hoping to just take a moment and I'm going to share an update and explain exactly what's happening 
so that hopefully um, anyone who's not sure like what the deal is, you will know after this. So here's the here's a little background. I currently have an Etsy course called Listings That Sell that I released in 2021. It's it's a great course, but it's very simple, very basic. And pretty much everything there is evergreen. So even though it was launched in 2021, it's not outdated at all. Um, maybe maybe a few little things where Etsy's you know made a change to, the, to a, something some somewhere that something is done, you know, in their little back end. <laughs> um, but it's the whole research and SEO process that helped me build my multi six figure income sign shop on Etsy that I had for many years. And that course is only $97 right now. It's not a super big course, it's, but it's very to the point. And if you go through my Etsy masterclass, the, my free Etsy masterclass, you can actually get it for just $77. So here's how this matters, why this matters. Um, since I launched that course, I have learned a ton more about Etsy. I've learned a lot more about third-party tools. I've learned a lot more kind of hacks and ways to figure things out that I had to just guess before. I've learned how to write a, an effective course curriculum, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys about what you want in a course. So this year, 2023, I've been creating a 2.0 version of that that course that has a ton more to it. Like it's got the click-by-click basics that a lot of brand new sellers ask for me, like how they ask me, like, how do you do that? Like, where do I, what do I do? It has a whole explanation of how the algorithm works that is helpful for anybody at any level. It explains how demand works on Etsy and how to find and leverage demand, which is even more important than understanding SEO. But it also does have an entire SEO bootcamp that's much more robust, has a more advanced strategy than the original course. And I break out, here's how you would do it without any third-party tools. And here's how you can you will do it if you have like tools like Sales Samurai and Everbee. I have a shipping section because I know what a pain point that can be. So the, the, the new course, that, that's just some of it. It's gonna, when I release it, I'll have like a whole list of here's everything in there that you can see. But it's truly an overhaul. And it's gonna be an exceptional course. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. I'm really hard on myself, but I'm genuinely, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of myself because it has been a beast, um, but it's got, it's very high quality. Um, and so because of that, it's actually going to be a $600 course instead of a $97 course. But this is the question that I keep getting the most frequently. I People are asking, okay, so should I buy the course now or should I wait for the new one to come out? And the answer is you absolutely want to get it now because, and this is where like come back to me because this is the important part. For every single one of you who gets into the original course before the new one launches, you're going to get a totally free upgrade. Like in a few weeks, literally, we're coming down the home stretch. I'm going to wipe that original course off of that membership and just put the new one in its place for the 2.0 version. So you're just going to get courtesy upgrade. And so you spend, you know, 97 or $77 now because then you're going to get the new, more robust course free just for being there. Um, but don't wait because as soon as it's live, I'm just not going to have a way. Their new pricing will be in place you won't be able to grab it for the low price anymore. So that hopefully that helps. You're just going to have to be patient with me for a few weeks <laughs> as I wrap it up. So you'll get in on the old course for a little bit and um, just have a little delayed gratification because I am juggling back to school, back to homeschool, and a baby who's on a sleep strike, hence the ridiculously dark uh, circles under my eyes. So, but then in the meantime, I totally recommend go through all the research videos in particular on the existing course. They, that strategy is fire. I still use it today. I teach it exclusively when my clients don't want to use third-party tools. It's the same, you know, basic strategy I'm going to teach inside the course for people who don't want to buy tools. So only I'll have a lot more videos on it. So it's, it's good. 
So I hope that helps. I'm sorry for the housekeeping and I'm sorry for any confusion before and I'm sorry for repeating myself. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I think people are just maybe shocked that um, I would just like hand over the overhaul for free rather than charge for the upgrade. But because it is like totally massive and different, it's like a whole different course. But yes, really, truly, you're going to get it free. Free, free, free if you're already in there. It's just my gift to you for being my OGs. Um, and I know it's super rare these days for the internet. The internet's like full of very selfish and scamming people, but I'm genuinely obsessed with your success. Like I'm super excited. I, it makes me giddy thinking like I'm just going to click and then everyone's going to get, here's your new course. So that's that. I hope that helps. Um, come on back to me if you want to talk about trends and we're going to move on. So Etsy holiday trends. This seems to be one of your favorite topics when I do these episodes. It kind of, um, it kind of tickles me. I'm excited to explore it this time. Last week, Etsy published their 2023 holiday trend report in our seller handbook. They regularly add new articles there, and it's, it's actually a treasure trove of relevant information. I try to bring it to you guys here on the podcast, though, if you don't want to go dig over there. I will say this year's holiday report was shorter than it has been in the past, but we did just have the fall one come out in June. So, and I didn't, I didn't notice that in years past, like it was usually just the new year and the, uh, and the holiday, I think. So the fall was a surprise to me, or I just, I wasn't as obsessed with it as I am now because you guys love it so much. So I'm wondering if maybe Etsy is finding it more helpful to publish shorter trend reports more often, which I'm here for. Um, but, and there's plenty to talk about. I'm still going to talk at chipmunk speed and cover a lot of ground and I'm definitely not mad about it. So um, at the end, too, they've also announced, Etsy's announced some changes recently, and I will hit on those to make sure you are in the know. They will be relevant to your shops here uh, pretty much real time. We'll, we'll see. You know, sometimes they update shops in waves. So I know these uh, episodes are really heavy on data, and sometimes it can feel overwhelming to hear it all and know what to do with it, and I respect that. So before we dive into the specifics... Here are some ways that this information can help you in your shop and not just overwhelm you with what do I do with this information, Lizzie. So you can get new ideas for products to offer um, that this will definitely inspire you in that direction. It'll help you come up with content ideas for your social media efforts. You'll get inspiration for updating your listing photos with on-trend styling. Sometimes that's really smart to do in the holidays is just do a little copy of your listing and put like a a different thumbnail that's a little more holiday-esque. You can refresh your banner your shop banner with seasonal details, and you can include seasonally relevant top searched keywords to your titles, descriptions, and tags. However, uh, I want to caveat that one before I give you the, uh, the last couple. If you have a listing that's performing really well and you're getting regular sales, or especially if you have a bestseller badge, do not ever, ever, ever update the SEO in your titles and tags, especially like when something is performing well, we don't touch it. We don't, we don't talk about Bruno. We do not mess with that. So um, leave that SEO alone. And if you want to include new keywords, seasonal and otherwise, just instead, all you need to do is copy that listing. So you have a duplicate of the same one and then change the keywords in the, in, um, for the titles and tags and description in the copied version. And it is totally okay to have more than one listing for the same product. So please do not change high-performing listings with anything holiday or seasonal we talk about. The next one is you can adjust your inventory as appropriate for expected upticks and key occasions. More on that in a minute. Um, It can help you choose which listings would be best supported by Etsy ads because there are trends around them. And finally, it can um, help you just get a deeper understanding of what's happening in the marketplace, which I have found 
is very helpful. I mean, we can get really focused in our niche and that's great. And we should be a master in that area, but it's good to have a beat on what's going on. Near the beginning of the trend report, Etsy posts a list of key dates that can be really helpful. So if you'd like to see a list of dates with all the main holidays and you know some maybe you, you wouldn't have even thought to plan for and occasions between uh, October 9th and the new year, check out Etsy's Marketplace Insights Guide linked in the show notes. And that's basically what I pull part of this report from. And it will give you that list. And that's really helpful. They obviously see upticks and, and relevant things happen around those dates or they would not share them. Y'all. I don't know about you, but the legal stuff surrounding business really intimidates me. (laughs) It's not fun. It's not easy. And I generally just want to shove my head in the sand like an ostrich and hope it will go away and nothing bad will ever happen. But the truth of the matter is that we're business owners now, and that is so cool. And it takes so much courage and effort. And it would be absolutely devastating to lose it all and more, like maybe even our homes or our our family's well-being, because we didn't take a few precautionary steps in the front end to set up our business correctly. So whether you're just getting started on Etsy or you've been selling for years now but never quite got around to the legal setup, I want to make sure you know about attorney Paige Hulse and her creative law shop. Paige used to be an Etsy seller just like us, which I freaking love because she gets us, she understands the nature of our business and the Etsy platform so well, like so much better than, you know, some local attorney who maybe understands like, you know, general law. She's the one person that I trust for myself and that I trust to take care of you guys for like any entrepreneurship needs. Like, or by the way, equestrian as well. If you happen to be a horsey person like she and I are, she's got a specialty there as well. So first off, I want you to know about some free resources. Um, Paige was on the podcast three times so far. So if you look for episodes 36, 61, and 86, um, great free advice there. You can learn some of the basics from her of how to protect your your business, the way you need to set it up correctly. Um, She's an absolute doll and she's smart as a whip. And also like you're going to love the easy way that she breaks down like complicated legalese. Like I can actually, I can actually focus on what she's saying and not go blank because it's so technical. Um, you're going to love her. And also this is really important. I want you to know that she's available if you, um, especially in the United States, of course, like if you run into legal trouble or if you need to register a trademark or you have some other issue with your business that requires legal advice, um, you can just search for Paige Hulse Law. Hulse is spelled H as in horse, U-L-S-E. And I'll also have her sites, um, you know, of course, linked in the show notes for you guys. And most importantly, I want to make sure you know about her creative law shop because it can save you boatloads of money. Um, It's literally like a template shop for for like legal documents, the kind of things that we need all the time. So in many instances, you can just purchase a legal template from Paige directly from her site that will protect your business for a fraction of the price that you'd pay for hiring an hourly attorney. And it's going to be written a million times better than something free off of the internet. Like the stories she's told me about trying to defend people who grabbed a free like contract of some kind off the internet because they didn't want to spend the money. And then like it it cost them everything like they thought they were safe. But those templates are not written well and they're not written specific to like the Etsy entrepreneur. So she has so much in there. You can get everything from your LLC contracts, which is super critical, a multi-person LLC agreements for partnerships if you work with more than one person in the LLC, special provisions for your Etsy shop policies if you really want to cover yourself there, affiliate agreements, influencer contracts, photography releases, and so much more. There's literally over 80 contracts available 
plus um, additional free resources. Her blog is incredible. And there's a lot of educational tools, like some even for purchase if you want to take like a course learning some basic business law stuff. So check it out. If you need to order something from the Creative Law Shop and you want a bit of a break on the price, you can use my coupon code SMILEY10. That's all lowercase, S-M-I-L-E-Y and the number 10, and you get 10% off and hopefully that will help. So just go to shopcreativelaw.com and there are a ton of resources waiting for you. My hope and prayer is that you'll never need to fight a legal battle, but just like we have fire insurance and car insurance for a reason, setting up your business the right way now can save you from a lot of pain later. So I really trust Paige to help you out. So the first area we're going to cover is decor trends. And the first one that's expected to be big is cozy kitsch. (laughs) Uh, Etsy describes this in a way that I could not have said better. Their report reads, Call it cottagecore, grand millennial, or just charmingly chaotic. This festive decorating mood is all about nostalgic details. Its whimsy comes from not taking itself too seriously and being unafraid to blend different styles. Oh, it just gives me the chills. I love that. Like this, this, whoever that writer is, I just need to give her a hug. So we're continuing to see the trend from the beginning of the year where people just want to mix and match and make their own, make their decor their own. They're sort of throwing off the rules of following a specific style or design. And instead they're picking and choosing things that are high quality that just feel like them, that they like. Oh my gosh, and I am here for it. They like layers and patterns and eclectic pieces, which leads us to sort of an emphasis in eclectic table settings. We love, this was last year too. Essie describes this as a, it says, this mix and match approach to dining decor feels creative and approachable. Appeal to the shoppers with a variety of patterns new and vintage pieces, and colored glassware. I think that applies to more than table settings, guys. This is another trend that has carried throughout the year, the glassware and vintage pieces being really in on trend. There's been a 225% year-over-year increase in searches on Etsy containing the phrase colored glass dishes, which is super interesting to me. That's a pretty big jump. Adjacent to this trend is the rural chic layering that we're seeing where shoppers are drawn to things like gingham patterns, natural woods, flowers, farm animals, and prairie aesthetics. Um, I have to have to add this little idea here, a thought here. This has even carried over to the print-on-demand space. So I'm in Brittany Lewis's Wolf School, which is a monthly membership that covers what's trending on Etsy and print-on-demand. I will link it in case you want to join me. It's, it's a phenomenal, it's like one of the best things that I pay to be a member of. And um, she was also on the podcast a while back. I should include that episode where she came in and taught her print-on-demand strategy, which is mind-blowing. But the point is, on t-shirts and totes and things like and mugs and things like that, it has been the year of the animal. People are buying the wackiest stuff on shirts and totes. I mean, like insects and frogs. I mean, and I love these things. It's just so random. Like the, the, the random frog, like... Um, Capybara. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I missed the boat, but it's hysterical. But for this year, um, uh, oh, I want to add this. If for decor, if last year's decorating theme was the table, which is not totally gone, but this year it's like heavier on the mantle, featuring small, impactful collections. So I think that's super interesting. We're like stepping back from the tablescape a little bit. There is a 673, that's huge, percent year over year increase in searches on Etsy containing the phrase candle lantern. So I'm guessing people want to pop that up on their mantle. Super cute. I don't know. Love it. But, you know, 
little knickknacks things for uh, really clever things for the mantle. My guess is you vintage people can have a field day in that as well. The next decor trend for the holiday season is evergreen holiday, which Etsy is calling budget-minded and environmentally conscious shoppers would love this shift toward seasonless holiday decor. This is so interesting. So it sounds like people are looking for items to refresh their space for the holiday, but they want them to work year round as well. And that is fascinating to me. Etsy has seen a 277% year-over-year increase in searches containing the phrase wooden Christmas tree decor. And they added, with sustainability in mind, many buyers are opting for ornaments made of solid hardwood over plastic. They're looking for reusable advent calendars. How cool is that? Reusable. Including ones for pets. Love it. Um, Store flat folded paper decorations are big and reusable wrapping paper. We're really leaning into this earth-loving, the earth-loving vibes this holiday, which I, I love. And I'm very curious about reusable wrapping paper. I have not heard of that before. <laughs> we definitely try to get multiple lives out of our gift bags, though. But the, the reusable wrapping paper, this, this is really interesting. I, but I think it's fascinating that one of the biggest materialistic packaging holidays of the year is becoming a little more earth-conscious. That's fascinating to me. Like, I love to see the carryover a little bit. And finally, in decor, the vintage vibes are very dominant. We're seeing lots of candy pastel colors. Also, P.S. Pink, the color of the summer, is expected to stick around through the holidays. Uh, So infuse pink everywhere. I don't know what happened to indigo and honeycomb as expected at the beginning of the year to be huge. We will never know. And all I can guess is Barbie. (laughs) There's been a 106% year-over-year increase in searches on Etsy containing iridescent sequin items. That is hysterical. We're seeing searches for flocked reindeer and faux food. Like think of the inedible fruit on tablescapes and glossy apples hanging from the tree. Uh, Silver finishes for a nostalgic nod. It amazes me how fast we spun out of gold. Like for a couple of years, we were all about gold. Now we're back to silver. Antiques galore, huge. And ceramic trees are trending for a mid-century vibe. 41% year-over-year increase in searches on Etsy containing ceramic tree. Very interesting. Next up, let's talk style trends. So the big one that Etsy is seeing this holiday season is fairy tale fashion. They described it as the most festive looks of the season take inspiration from rustic cottagecore fantasies. Thank you, Taylor Swift. But add in luxe elements like satin for a bit of holiday spice. Okay, but I had to look into this trend more because, oh, wow, what, what a name, fairy tale fashion. And I was surprised to learn that the, the phrase and concept of fairy tale fashion actually emerged in 2016. That surprised me. There was a popular exhibition at the museum at FIT, which stands for uh, the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York back in 2016, specifically examining fairy tales through the lens of high fashion. Someone is brilliant. And there was this really interesting article about it on Google's Art and Culture blog, and I will link it in the show notes in case you want to read more about it. Then this year at the Rodart, I hope I'm saying that right. It's been a year, a minute since I've taken French. The Rodart Fall Winter 2023 Fashion Show, yeah, I got that right, appears to have revived fairy tale fashion on its runway. And then we saw Nicole Kidman rocking a fairy tale ball gown at the Met Gala in May. Really interesting. There were more, but I didn't want to bore you. Really interesting to see all the nods to this style trend. And I don't usually pay attention to style. So I was just like, okay, but fairy tale, you've got me. Here are the items that Etsy specifically listed that are being searched for on the platform. 
for this trend, um, oversized bows, over-the-knee socks, patterned tights, rich textures, cozy knits, soft velvets, vintage costume jewelry, detailed patterns like toile, why did I, I don't know why I hesitated at that, toile, busy floral, and landscape scenes. 143% year-over-year increase in searches for toile pattern. I don't know why that word is seeming so weird to me today. The T-O-I-L-E, toile. I think I'm saying that right. Goodness gracious, you wouldn't think I had such a background in French. Um, I wanted to add, because this was just a list, well, we're in fashion, we're talking fabrics. Just side note, I've been doing, obviously, a lot of coaching calls with you guys, which I love. Um, if you ever need help with your Etsy shop, you want expert eyes on it, you want to figure out what to do next, you want to know why you're not getting sales, hit me up for a coaching call. But the research that I've been getting to dig into lately has been revealing a common trend that if you like to sew, have any talent for it, or want to learn, there are more opportunities for different sewn objects on Etsy than anything else I have seen. I am astounded. And I know that takes extra effort, although machinery these days can really help. So can using a manufacturing partner. But I am amazed at the things, I mean, people with the obsession with embroidery. So I just want to, you know, a little shout out to my my sewing people. And um, I'm kind of thinking I should put together a report of some kind. Like, I don't know how big it would need to be to be worthwhile for you guys, but um, that has all of the little micro niches that I come across that have like crazy opportunity, like way more searches from customers than there are competing listings. So I mean, like, drop me a DM or a thought on that if you think that would be a useful tool. Um, also in style, we are seeing high contrast pairings with an emphasis on evergreen, refined, minimalistic vibes, which means that black and white combos are apparently in demand as the timeless pair. I'm, I love it. Rich earth tones, much more my thing. Brown is a key color this year with lots of beige shades following suit. Okay, so beiges, browns, all over the place, chocolate brown. Um, also, there's a, a little bit of a trend happening with red hot. The tomato girl trend will from the summer will continue into the holidays with splashes of red, which, I mean, I don't hate that for Christmas. There's been a 7% year-over-year increase um, for searches for the phrase red dress. We're seeing that kind of reemerge. We'll also be seeing um, winter brights, which is referring to pops of color throughout different wardrobe and accessory pieces. So even though you know winter tends to be a little more um, dull in terms of colorways, we are seeing lots of pops of color. Also, liquid metal, so metallics, bronzes, silvers, and golds. So these kind of color things you guys are hearing about, if you have nothing to do with fashion, no interest in it, you're going to see these trends show up in other, like let's say you do digital products, make sure you've got a hot pink version, make sure you're using metallics, that kind of thing, you know, um, make sure you're using bold, but then also have black and white options. That's how you kind of use some of this. Another one that is emerging again, um, gorgeous goths, like goth, <laughs> which they're calling Dark romantic fashion and maxi moment was the other trend. More options with extra coverage are in season. Thank you for those of us who are 40 plus. Uh, we're seeing a 75% year over year increase in searches on Etsy for the phrase denim maxi skirt. And finally, following suit, a 50s, like 1950s revival. Etsy's report states that recent runways uh, 
Oh, runway shows suggest we'll be seeing more full skirts, tapered waists, and playful polka dots come winter into spring. How fascinating. Um, okay, our final topic to cover from the report is gifting trends. This is always so interesting and important. Like, please pay attention to this because Etsy is the place to procure gifts, especially for the gifting season. It's the reason why quarter four is when people make all their money. The first trend that Etsy is expecting is a focus on practical presence in alignment with the kind of the frugality and the sustainability mindsets we're seeing um, emphasized this year. Shoppers are looking for gifts that have utility in addition to being cute or fun. So there was a 46% year-over-year increase in searches for personalized ceramic mugs. The trend report adds, the key is in making ordinary objects feel a little luxurious and more enjoyable to use with upgraded materials and handmade details. So there is a focus here, you guys, on really creating a special moment and a high-end quality, uh, high-end quality product, not just filler. You know, I don't know if you're like me. I collect coffee mugs. I'm obsessed with coffee mugs. And I almost refuse to drink out of just a, a plain, normal, classic coffee mug, which is really funny because it's the only thing my mother will drink out of. I want something that's maybe been hand-thrown. I want something with a little weight to it, something that's an unusual like shape, just got a little more, I want it to feel earthy. I don't know why, but it just makes the coffee drinking experience or tea drinking experience so much better. But I'm, I guess I, you know, when I think about it, everything I drink out of, I'm a bit of a snob about. Um, but I think that analogy really will carry over into all different things. People are, I think, spending a little less money, but they're looking for something that's got more inspiration behind it more um, depth to it. So I, I think that's a lesson for all of us beyond just the mug people. We're also seeing the expected interest in host and hostess gifts. So think festive wine bottles, uh, wine bottle bags, sculptural candles, linen tea towels, the classics. There's been actually 160% year over year increase in searches for tea towel gift. So I think maybe that's, I wonder if that's nodding to the 50s a little bit. I don't know. I think all of these things converge at some point. Entertaining essentials are continuing strong with more focus on glassware and barware, as we saw early in the year. This one has, uh, that that's just carried out through the year. That's really interesting. There's a striking percentage, uh, 5,536% year-over-year increase in searches for handmade barware or glassware. What a fascinating opportunity. I, you know, I think you guys, there's really good opportunity in the vintage space for that too. I actually thrifted, uh, for this second home up North, I thrifted some new glassware at a local, um, what do you call it? Secondhand store. And sometimes it's like the coolest stuff you could ever get. Sometimes it's all trash and you're just like, I don't want any of it. But I think, uh, this, this barware hand glassware, trend has been really big. I mean, five 5,000 is the biggest, for sure the biggest increase we've seen anywhere in this report. While budgets may be tight, people are spending quality time together and they're looking for simple entertainment. So great gift ideas may include cozy crafts and activities. Etsy suggests that we offer shoppers imaginative, way, imaginative ways to bond with friends and family through creative projects. Baking tops the list of holiday pastimes. So stock Sweet supplies like engraved rolling pins, custom cookie cutters, sugar stencils, measuring cups, and bakeware. There's been a 150% year-over-year increase in searches for Christmas cookie cutter stamp. 
And finally, the ever-present trend of hyper-personalized gifts. You can never go wrong with personalized choices. This is a year-round, never-changing theme. And people love a personalized or customized item, especially for gifting. They tend to be searching for that because I think a lot of times they're like, I don't know what to get them, but if I can get it personalized, it feels more special. So to mix it up a little bit, Etsy asks, how can you offer new takes on existing personalization styles? Consider custom colorways, meaning they can choose their colors, or um, color combinations, fonts, and hand lettering based on a customer's handwriting. Uh, super cool, now that we can do that with di- certain digital um, tools, or ways to incorporate a buyer's family tree. So these are things that people are wanting to be able to choose. There has also been a 30% year-over-year increase in searches for custom cocktail napkin. So that's really interesting. Uh, I love that that's like a disposable, not that not worth it, we're throwing it away, but that they would have to come back and get more. You want, anytime you can get something that runs, you can sell something that runs out, it's a good thing. Okay, I'm about to give you the biggest number on the whole report. I lied about 5,000. 18,255% year-over-year increase in searches for Zodiac sign gift. Wow, that number is, I don't think that even struck me before when I was putting this together. That is tremendous. So um, people are feeling really connected to like, Zodiac signs and it makes it makes feels very, very personal to them. Like they're being seen and understood. Um, so any way that you can, that, I mean, you can do that in almost every niche. You can find ways to incorporate that. And that is our list. So like we talked about at the beginning, how can you take bits and pieces of this report to tweak or prepare for the holidays? Can you incorporate some pink? The color of the year um, in your products or social media posts or seasonal branding, even if you can't put it on your product itself. Can you offer some new personalization options to help shoppers find the perfect gift from your shop? Anything you can do to make that feel special and personal is going to help you win. Is it possible with your product uh, line to lean into some of the more general trends? Can you lean into the vintage or sustainability or practicality or cozy kitsch? There's a lot of different ways that we can do that no matter what um, what niche we're in. So those are big trends to kind of pay attention to and think about. Is there somewhere you can incorporate animals to give a nod to that trend? So hopefully you've got some ideas on the overarching vibes coming down the pike this holiday season and you can use them somehow or at the very least feel more familiar with, with what's happening trend-wise. It's never a bad thing. If you missed the fall trends episode back in June, it's still very relevant as we're moving into the fall months. I know that it's always better to be ahead, like to have your listings up ahead of the trend or holiday, but you still have time. I don't want you to ever think when you hear that, that means don't do it. I mean, if the holiday is tomorrow or even next week, probably not unless it's digital because, you know, the shipping time isn't there. But otherwise, if you have a great idea, don't hesitate. Um, We're not too late at all for fall trends. So I will link that And then before we sign off for today, there are a few notable changes that are in the process of happening on the Etsy platform, and I want to make sure you're aware of them. Uh, They will affect everyone. The first one, and I mean, probably, I I don't know, they're both really important. The first one is that Etsy is changing the thumbnail dimensions, meaning the size and shape of the first picture that shows up on an Etsy listing. And that's any day now. They said, they didn't give us a date, they said early August. So for a few years in the search results, everything has appeared as a rectangle shape, and then we all adjusted our thumbnails to follow suit with that. But Etsy's always testing things. They like te- test and research just like we do and how shoppers are interacting with the platform, and they've discovered that people were more likely to make a purchase when they were presented with a square-shaped thumbnail. So basically, at any point now, you're going to start to notice the photos in your shop 
and those across the Etsy platform are going to be cropped to squares. And so they're going to do that for you, but you may need to adjust the way that some or all of your thumbnail photos are positioned in that square so that they look their best in the search results. You may need to move things over. Some of them you may need to remake because you were really using that full length of the rectangle to show off your products. Um, so I, I definitely also recommend taking your photos or creating your images in that square shape going forward, even if it takes a while for your personal account to update, because who's to say that shoppers aren't seeing it differently than you are. So the, the more that you can get it looking good in a square shape, the better. And depending on how detailed your product is, um, usually a 2,500 by 2,500 pixel image does really well and doesn't appear too pixelated in the feed. There's enough detail, but they, there could be some exceptions to that, but that's kind of my go-to. I will link that announcement for you if you'd like to read more about it. I was just like, oh, okay, Etsy, let's do this. The other change that I think will make a lot of sellers very happy is that they're changing up the payment reserves protocol. If you haven't heard about them before, payment reserves is when Etsy holds back a portion of your net sales um, the, the income that comes in until after you shipped out a product to ensure that the transaction is completed for the customer. They had a lot of scamming happening and a lot of, uh, there was such an influx of sellers and, and some of them were, enough of them, I should say, were being shady enough uh, that joined the platform between 2020 and 2021 that Etsy had to create a more secure transaction for the customers where they, they had, Etsy needed a resource pool because um, sellers were selling things and just like never shipping them and just kind of, you know, ghosting. And Etsy, the buck stops with Etsy. So they had to refund those orders. And, you know, when you think about that with as many sellers, millions and millions of sellers that Etsy has on the platform, they can't front all of that. So, um, so that's where that came from. If you want to hear more about it or understand it better, check out podcast number 83, which also happens to be the fall trend episode if you missed that. But bottom line is, um, there was a lot of upset from sellers and in the UK for sure, and potentially also in the States, there was literal news coverage for some, because the reserves in some instances were so severe or affected so many sales that they're like Etsy was holding back large amounts um, of profit from an Etsy show. Like there were some shops that had 20%, I'm sorry, $20,000 that Etsy was holding of their money and they couldn't carry on with their business because they literally couldn't buy the product to fulfill the orders or ship them. Um, and that, I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. Like that would be impossible for most businesses to survive, like le let alone an Etsy seller. If that's a really big chunk. So, I mean, I, it, it just kind of depends. Like I was put on reserve in my print on demand shop, but it wasn't remotely that steep. Um, I think it was 25%. I was able to function very well. I had to front the cost of the shirt, but I have to anyway, because I work with a production partner. But like, I think with my sign shop back in the day that this would have been a very different story. You know, um, I'm not selling, and I'm not right now selling tens of thousands of dollars worth of, of shirts during that, you know, at this point. So there have been shops, however, that like it was more than they could handle and it was going to, you know, put them out of business. And um, so the news came in and did stories about it and Etsy responded, which is wonderful. I think it's, it sounds like we're coming back into some sort of balance. And I, I, I love that. So I will, of course, link that announcement for you. But um, with the, the changes to the reserves, they didn't share a ton of detail. But like the critical statement that they made was this. For the vast majority of sellers, we are substantially decreasing the percentage of funds we currently hold in reserve. 
They also said that they would be communicating more clearly with sellers being put on reserves to help them understand why it was happening and what they could do. So good news. I hope that makes you happy. I'm happy about it. And those, um, those are our updates this week. I will continue to roll those out as they happen. And that is all she wrote, my friends. I talked really fast and a lot. So uh, if you're still here, thank you. (laughs) But it's been wonderful being with you for another episode of the How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy podcast. And thank you for sharing your extremely precious time with me. I value that and you more than I could ever say or tell you or communicate. (sighs) I just love y'all. So let me know how you like this one. Happy holidays. (laughs) It's August 16th, but happy holidays. And until next week, go make something awesome. I'll talk to you soon. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.